Welcome to another episode of our series of interviews with sports journalism experts to help you guys out with your sport media BSC. Uh, this episode is with Mundial Magazine's Owen Blackhurst. Owen studied journalism at Edge Hill University between 2002 and 2005. He worked at a magazine called Golf Punk under Yestin George and quickly became their editor-in-chief. He also worked for the lifestyle website Sabotage Times under James Brown, where he was head of content. Uh, he's now features editor and head of business at Mundial. We chatted about how you create off-diary features, uh, something away from the regular news cycle, and we focused on his biggest hitting online feature about Ronaldo. When you start writing something and you kind of sit down in front of the computer, do you have a big idea in your head? Do you have a hundred little ideas in your head that you distill down? What's your kind of process? Um, for some, I think it's, it's different for everything, but I'll talk specifically about long form here is that when, and when I sat down to write that Ronaldo piece, because that's the, the, the longest thing I've ever written apart from my dissertation. So when I sat down with that, it was. It's. I mean, it's five years ago now, but yeah. it's. It wasn't as um, the first thing I wanted to see if it was worth doing and if there was a load of other long reads about it. Yeah. In in in, in English, there wasn't. So I was like, okay, well that's that's good. And then secondly, I decided I'm not going to read anything else editorial about him okay. because I don't want anyone else's words or viewpoints or narrative structures or anything polluting this process I know that sounds a bit a bit wanky but you know do you know what I mean I wanted it to be exactly what I wanted to do and then I thought right well so how am I going to research him and then basically I had this like a true detective (laughs) true detective style board on the on on the wall with post-it notes on and I watched I found this thing on YouTube which was essentially a hundred hours of footage of him all unofficial, but stitched, sort of stitched together into a, a or, or it was 90 videos or 100 yeah. hours, I can't quite remember. And I just thought, well, I'm just going to watch all that then. Okay. And it went from, it went from all his goals at um, Cruzeiro when he was coming through to the PSV story and, 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 all the way through. Weird adverts, interviews when, when he'd done his knee, like on and on and on and on and on. So there was, I felt like by just looking at that, I, I, I rinsed everything. And then, I went back to sort of deciding. So there was there was loads of ideas. Mainly, I didn't want it to be a hagiography. Yeah. Um, I wanted to. You know, there wasn't. I suppose now it's it's even more so that there's video after video after video being put out on on social all the time. It wasn't so much then, and it, we've probably been a bit more revisionist now and goes fucking up. Actually, remember how good he was, but sort of at the time there was the Messi and Ronaldo debate was just raging. Yeah, and he he it, I felt like he had slipped through the cracks a little yeah. bit, and certainly that there wasn't loads of long reads on him. Probably probably pointed to that. He was just sort of remembered for oh yeah, did his knee, came back, silly haircut, got a bit yeah. fat. Now look at the state of him. Yeah, and and I thought well. I mean, you know, we're probably similar age. He wasn't that, was he? No. You know, he was the most fucking exciting footballer I've ever seen and will ever see. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it now. I really, so that was the starting point. I thought, right, got to do him justice. Don't want to just go this, 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 this. So it was really just to delve into some of the big moments, to, to, to pick out some of the stuff people really didn't know. To focus on goals that I just thought showed him at his, his absolute best. Obviously, I had to mention the, the Compostea goal. It would have been remiss not to. But it was just about more than that. I just wanted to, to, to chart it a little bit and see 
if there was anything deeper I could look into without going like, amateur psychologist on it, really. I just, you know, it was just a, just a paint a full picture of him as a, as a player. So once you've gone through all the footage, you've kind of made a decision on the areas, the times that you want to focus on at various stages. When do you decide on your in? Do you write your intro later and get everything else down? Or do you need an intro in your head in order to make the rest of it flow? Yeah, I always write the intro first. Okay. Always, because it, especially with something like that. I mean, I might go back and change it. In, mm-hmm. in fact, for that, I wrote the intro. But I suppose the intro in, in, in this only really comes from the second paragraph on. I'm quite guilty of always doing drop intros when I write. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad habit to I get think it's into. Good. So no, doing something which doesn't, doesn't really exist within the piece. Yeah. Um, but it's just a way in. And I had two for that. And there was one about him being arrested for the, um, for the sexual transgressions, should we yes. say. And uh, the other one was he just popped up at Coachella driving a hoverboard <laughs> of sorts and looking like he was wearing uh, Kanye West's uh, Proto Yeezy collection. <laughs> I, I wrote both of those as individual intros and then thought, that dates really quickly, the one yeah. about being at Coachella and stuff like that. And I just thought that, you know, it's a, like I suppose it's a, it's a bit cheaty hooking people in with him being arrested in a hotel room with three prostitutes. But also it was like, I fucking forgot that. And, yeah. you know, if you're going you, to grab people from the beginning, which you've always, like with anyth- anything... You've got to you've got to grab people at the beginning, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Drag them, drag them into where you want to go, and then hopefully keep them really entertained all the way through. And then you know when you get to the end, tie it all back up and go well, you know, and and, and, and with that package. So always write the intro first. But I I started second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh paragraphs, whatever it takes it up to the first break would be. This is what we're going to accomplish over the next sixteen pages or seven thousand words, whatever it was. This is why we're doing it. This is what mm. we're going to do. And basically, I hope you enjoy it along the way. Yeah. So your references within it, away from Ronaldo, it shows an awful lot of real life, uh, you know, Bukowski, Tyson. There's a lot of references in there that aren't necessarily football. Is, is that kind of important to your writing and to any good feature writing? I think, I certainly felt it was for that. And I also think, I, I think yes. If you can bring in, like, if you can bring in the real world, and if you can make comparisons, not just for comparison's sake, but because yeah. you believe them, I'm a huge hater, like anyone going. Well, if this was a boxing match, it'd be. Well, it's not, is it? Yeah, it's not a boxing match. There's 22 <laughs> men playing football. You know, so staying away from stuff like that and, and the cliche. And I just, I often think that I'd never want to use a thousand words where a hundred can do, or ten words yeah. where one can do, but. I didn't want to make the comparisons for the sake of it. And obviously, I remember the impact of Tyson. I remember him coming through through in the 80s. And, and I looked at it and I thought, are there parallels? You know, so I wanted to really look at it. Are there parallels? And then I decided there was. And then the Bukowski one, that's probably a bit of the, of the teenage me wanting to go. <laughs> well, I loved him then and he seemed to make a lot of sense. But like with the quote about, like, I think... There's, you know, Bukowski gets lionised for a lot of the wrong reasons. But when you get past the drinking and the shagging and everything, the yeah. reality was the bit I put in about, I think he examined the human condition really well. Yeah. I'll, I'll, stand, I'll, I'll stand by that. And I think that, that quote, like I've always thought, you know, that quote, what matters most is how well you work through the fire. I think it's, it's, an, it's an incredible bit of writing. And, it, 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 you know, it sums up what people have tried to say in 100,000 words in a sentence. And I thought, when I looked at it, 
Ronaldo did. He came out the other. You know, he came out the other side smiling despite yeah. everything. It, he, he should have. It, there's no way he should have come back. A- absolutely no way. I mean, his knee was. Just, I mean, hideous. So, so it was important. Yes, but only if they're true, and only if you you've got to believe it. And and I, I sort of went through it and went through it and probably agonised over those bits a little bit more. But then when I started reading those Joyce Carol Oat bits again, and you know, and I thought there, there, there really is parallel. So yes. So I, th- I thought because they stacked up. And because I could carry them through the piece a little bit, they worked. Your own writing style, has that always been your writing style? Because you write very similar to how you talk. It's colloquial. Is that the style of the magazine that you've adapted towards? Have you adapted the magazine towards you? What, what, What kind of comes first for you? I've, I've probably always written like that. I remember when I was at uni, I wrote an essay and... I went back a little bit later and I wasn't long out of um, steel factories, bin man, all sorts of stuff that I'd done because I'd stayed in the small town in Shropshire for too long. But (laughs) I was probably then, I wrote wrote an essay about Berlusconi, I think. Okay. And I remember writing the, the, the alliterated words, pernicious personal peccadilloes. And then I wrote it and I looked back and I thought, you wank. What the fucking hell is that? You don't like... You don't need to say that because yeah. it's just it's just pointless grandstanding. And then I thought, and then I started to write more and more. And then I was very lucky. I um, started writing for a magazine called Golf Punk. I don't know if you remember. Yes, it. yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I started playing golf third year at uni. Um, knees were knackered. Couldn't really play football as, to the level I wanted to. Started playing golf for something to do. Didn't want to. Hated golf as a kid. The elitism of Shropshire golf clubs put me off. But anyway, to digress, I went. Um, I went down to golf punk. Did a week's work experience. Um, met someone you might know him because you're from Wales. A guy called Yestin George. I do. I know Yestin well. That's funny. <laughs> um, Yestin um, basically um, they pretty much convinced me to. Not convinced me, but I, I quit. I quit. The, I just didn't do my dissertation. I, I did my dissertation then, but I basically quit to go and work for Golf Punk because I was like, they're offering me a job. This is all I came back into it for. I'm going to do that. And they encouraged, this is how I wrote, and they encouraged me to write like that and they said, that's, that's what we need at this magazine. You're not coming in as someone who, who loves golf and is writing about golf. You're coming in as a writer who can apply it to golf. And they encouraged me to yeah. develop that style. And I remember, you know, I remember yesterday saying, you've got self-resonance. It, 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 you do write like you talk. And, and and that's a good thing. So 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 do that. Do yeah. more of that. You know, rather than yeah. You know, I, th- I suppose you've just got to be true to who you are. I suppose it helped. I was a, I don't know. I was a little bit older, and I probably knew myself a little bit more. And I didn't feel like I had to be be something I, I probably wasn't. And I just thought, well, if 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 people like it, then I'll just keep doing it like that. And yeah. and, and you know, and, and they did. I suppose so. That's why I did it. When you reread stuff, then now. Are you always happy with what you wrote at the time? And does that matter? Not always, no. Um, I don't go back and, and read stuff very often. Um, there's things I've probably written. I, I think, I don't know. Print, I was always happy at the time. Looking back, I mean, the, this article we're talking about now. Yeah. I read it again the other day for about the first time in four years because someone tweeted about it and I thought I was happier reading it then than I was at the time. Okay, that's good. Because because the process, I mean, it took me about, I suppose I spent about three weeks on it in the end. Yeah. And because I was, it was before Monday I was full-time, so I was, I, was working, I was working in the days as well, like freelancing in and out of agencies. But my writing practices on it were terrible. I was starting at midnight. Hmm. I was, you know, coffee, coffee at half 11, write till four, have a glass of wine to come down off the coffee, <laughs> wake up the next morning, 
head, you know, head absolutely full of it, not able to get away from it. So I suppose by the end of it, I was a little bit broken. Then the reception to it was great. But the, also for ages, not a lot of people saw it because it was in like issue three. Yeah. When we were just selling online, we were just selling the mag online and in a few shops, you know, we were, so it's been, the, the, the thing that makes me most proud is since we put it online, it's our most read piece. Oh, okay. And it's had some great feedback on social. So when, when people read it, what makes me happy is people keep saying now that it, it did him justice and it provided what I wanted to do when I did it, which was to, which was to do that and to do a, a long read on him because there wasn't any really. Yeah. So when people, so if somebody wanted to come to you as a magazine with an idea about a footballer they feel similarly about, how does that process work? Would you guys be receptive to someone just going, right, I'm going to write you however many thousand words on this guy because of these reasons. Would that work for you? How does it work? It would, I'd say, like your pitch, make your pitch as good as your first paragraph. Okay. And if you can convey in three or four lines why you're going to do it, what it's going to be, and why you think it needs to be done and get me or one of the other, you know, someone else who's commissioning excited, then you've got a, you've got a great chance. I mean, like, I don't, like, just write in the article and send it in is, is difficult. And people do yeah. that, but, but no, the process is we'd always listen, we'd always listen to good pitches, you know, um, and we'd always try and give feedback. That doesn't, you know, we've probably over the last few years, we haven't been able to reply to everything. The mag's only four times a year, but I just think if we do take someone on, and to, to write something for us, then we'll try and give them the best feedback possible because it's a pretty miserable situation where a lot of websites will just take people's copy, yeah. bang them up, never give them any feedback. And who learns? And that's why there's so much second-rate shit online yeah. because no one's, no, one's, no one's helping or teaching. And I, I felt very lucky. I had Yestin, Tim Southwell. I worked for, I worked for James a few years later um, at Sabotage Times. And I just always felt I had people who really backed me and supported me as a writer. So anytime we can do that, we will. And I'm happy to work with people on pitches. And I think on top of that, what I'd always say is you've got an opportunity writing for Monday Isle to write completely with the gloves off. Mm. You can, you know, you turn it up to 12 and we'll dial it back. But don't send something in to four and we've got to dial it up because it probably won't get, you know, it won't, it, it, it won't pass it. So just be, you know, be confident, be positive, ask questions. You know, there's, there's but, but really, really, really know your idea and, and sell it in a, an exciting way. And I'm guessing know what you guys have done. Do you ever get things in that you just think, well, why have you sent that to us? What, what make, have you read anything we've done before? Because the style of a magazine I, or a uh, paper. Yes, I did a very... Uh, yeah, I did a very... So you broke up there. Sorry, that's why sorry, I cut in. Um, I, did a, I, did a very, I did a very long interview with uh, Steve Bull a few years ago. Um, he, was, he was fucking great. I mean, I, luckily I could understand what he said, but if it had been audio, <laughs> I don't think... When he kept saying, oh, cool, get me at on, oh, no, cool, get me at on, which means he was very proud in, uh, in Tipton dialect. Um, but he was brilliant. But the, so I did that. It was, I don't know, long, went through everything, Wolves, England, all sorts of stuff. Two months after it published, someone pitched an article, an interview with Steve Bull to us, and I thought, come on. And that's happened a lot. Hmm. You know, it's like no, you know, you, I don't expect people to have written, have read everything we've ever written, and that, that's not fair to, but have a look on our website because most of the big pieces we've ever done are on there. Most yeah. of the big, big interviews or big cover stories are on there. So we've had, we've had it a lot. So yes, 
know who you're pitching to. I think that that's the most important thing because you'll be taken seriously. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what you want straight away. So yeah, it's, it's the same as the writing. Do your research, really think about who you're pitching to. Mm. And when it comes to <clears throat> writing stuff in a, in a more uh, lower level, if you like. So if you're writing about, so say the students with us now will be writing about a footballer at Cardiff Met, for example, or they'd be writing about a local footballer at Cardiff City or or whatever it might be. Can you adapt everything that you've done for Ronaldo or whoever else you've written about to that sort of thing? Is that possible to add that style to something lower level? 100%, as long as it's right for the publication. Hmm. I think you can be as you can be as funny or insightful or in a, you should be able to and you should aim to be able to be as if you can do it in 7,000 words you should be able to do it in 50 words um, I, th- I think and I think the I remember doing doing something and you probably do similar I d- remember one of the first things I ever learnt was we had to write the same article for three different papers when I was at uni and it was mirror mail telegraph whatever of the three and you know the hardest one to do was the mirror yeah. because you had to get it all across in, 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 in a third of the amount. So that was, that was quite instructive. But I think it's just being confident that your style can work because as long as you get, the, I think there's always the, the base never changes who, what, where, when, why, how that always needs to appear somewhere and somewhere early. So people know what they're reading. There's still got to be a framework to hang it off. As long as you've done that, yeah, you, you, sh- you should be able to apply a style around that because people want to read interesting stuff there's so much we all do it how much shit do you scroll through and you're thinking where, where am I going to get to it yeah. you know what am, what, why am I reading this I want to read it about the subject matter but I'm really bored and yeah. you know and I think there's I, yeah so I think you, the short answer is yes you definitely can you just have to make sure you get the, get the basics and the, and, the, and the structure right to begin with make sure you're getting the facts across but then have a bit of fun with it and just and, and make sure you're telling an entertaining story and in terms of the amount of time you would spend on a feature of this length, what are we looking at? That one, three weeks, week of research, and then chipping away at it. There was, you know, there was other stuff. Well, it's probably right. You know, you, I could have probably done it in a week, week and a half. I didn't have anything else to do. Sure. But um, I wasn't, I had, you know, I, I had other stuff to do. So it was about three weeks from the lad saying we think you should do him to me going all right okay well I'll do it and then yeah about a week's research and then about two weeks they sort of challenged it by saying oh you not sure you can do him justice oh you'd have have been able to do it a few years ago you sure you still you sure you still can I thought right you fuckers I'll show you and it was probably the right way to commission it 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 was quite a good way to commission it but yeah it was about three weeks but and I think like from talking to Sam when he did Beckham he's probably spent about two or three weeks on that as well it was a similar length Mm -hmm. and I know James, when he did the, the Maradona piece in Napoli, which was a bit more of a travelogue and a, about the relationship, he probably spent three or four days out there and then, yeah, like two or three weeks is, is, is fine, you know what I mean? If you can give it the time, you know, if it's every spare moment, doesn't matter if it, it doesn't matter if it's a month, if, just make sure you're happy with it. 